This is a Sikha from Lakuta Sikhas, Chilik Tezvav, Parshas Vayigash, Sikha Aleph. And the topic of the Sikha is that in this week's Parsha, we learn how Yosef revealed himself to his brothers and he told them, Ani Yosef Ha'id Ovi Chaye. And there are four parts in the Sikha. The rebel number one asked two, and really it comes out at the end to be maybe five questions on this. Number two, present and reject two answers. Number three, answer the questions. And number four, present the Hira in Avedas Hashem. We already explained many times that Rashi in his Pirish on the Torah addresses every difficulty which can be asked in the way of learning of Peshut HaShemikra. And therefore, even if Rashi doesn't have an answer in the way of learning of Peshut HaShemikra for a question, nevertheless, since his job is to address every question, he'll say that he doesn't have an answer for this question in Peshut HaShemikra. And so when we encounter a question that Rashi doesn't address... So that indicates that he already addressed it in an earlier teaching of his, meaning based on something that he taught earlier, we can answer the question here, and that's why Rashi doesn't address it again. Or we have to say that it's not a difficulty in Pshutah and therefore Rashi doesn't address it. According to this, we need to understand something in our parsha in the story of how Yosef revealed his identity to his brothers. When the Pasuk says that Yosef said to his brothers, Ani Yosef, I am Yosef, is my father still alive? So a question immediately arises, as many Mepharshim point out. And as we'll see, there are two parts to the question. And the question is, the discussion of the Parsha up to this point is about the words of Yehuda to Yosef, how Yaakov didn't want to send Binyamin to Mitzrayim because of his concern that Ve'ozav es Aviv Hames, and how Yehuda was concerned that if Yosef takes Binyamin, then Yaakov wouldn't be able to handle it. So, and Yosef heard all of this, and it affected him so deeply, like it says that he couldn't contain himself from the intensity of the emotion about all of this. So after all of this, how can Yosef then ask, And in addition, we also have to understand that we don't find that Yosef waited for a response from his brothers to his inquiry of Rather, immediately upon seeing that right when he saw that his brothers couldn't respond to him because they were so shocked, so he spoke to them further, telling them how he became the ruler of the land of Mitzrayim, and he concluded, and to bring him to Mitzrayim, to bring Yaakov to Mitzrayim. So we don't even find that Yosef waited for his brothers to respond. So there are two parts to the question. Number one, what is he asking? It's clear that his father is still alive. And number two, after asking, doesn't even wait for the answer. So how do we understand this? Based on these questions, we have to conclude that Yosef certainly knew that his father Yaakov was alive. And there's some other meaning in his words of Eid of Yichai. So this is what we have to say based on our questions. And this is also going to lead into our attempts to answer these questions. So now we're going to move on and present two answers and reject them. And then afterwards, we'll move on to the final and accepted answer. So the Arbarbanel explains that Yosef asked this, not in order to ensure that Yaakov was alive, but rather, it was in order to enter into a conversation with his brothers. Why did he have to do this in order to enter into a conversation with them? Because Yosef knew that his brothers would be embarrassed when he revealed himself. And so he sought a way to talk to them about other matters. So when he said, it was just a way in order to break the ice and make them feel comfortable. And he started talking to them about his father. And his intention was to then move on and speak about the other family members. It's just that he didn't move on to the other family members because they became so shocked and 
taken aback by his revelation that they weren't able to respond to him. And according to this, we can say that this is also how Rashi understands the Pasuk. And Rashi doesn't have to explain this to us since he already taught us this idea earlier, both when Hashem asked Adam Rishon Ayako and also when Hashem asked Kayin, A Hevel Achicha, where's your brother Hevel? In both cases, Rashi explained to us that of course Hashem knew Ayako and of course he knew A Hevel Achicha and he just asked these questions in order to start the conversation. And so we'd understand that over here as well, Yasef only asked in order to start a conversation and help his brothers feel comfortable. However, this isn't a good explanation over here, because after the lengthy explanation of Yehuda about how keeping Binyamin in Mitzrayim would affect Yaakov, so in order to start a conversation, Yosef should have right away asked about the other family members, because they already spoke about Yaakov. So if the whole point was just in order to break the ice and help them feel comfortable, he shouldn't have asked about Yaakov, who they're already talking about and who was clearly alive. He should have asked about other family members, whether they are still alive and how they are doing. Now, L'chair, we can answer that it's not a question that Yosef was asking Ha'id of Yichai, but rather it's a wonder. Yosef was saying it in astonishment, but it's a wonder that stands, that yes, he knows that his father's alive, and he's saying in wonder, my father is still alive, wow. And Rashi doesn't have to tell this to us over here, because Rashi already explained this idea, when Kayin answered Hashem, Rashi says, it was a wonder, he wasn't asking Hashem a question, am I my brother's keeper, and I'm waiting for an answer, but rather he was saying it in wonder, am I my brother's keeper, and also elsewhere Rashi told us that we could understand the question in this way. And it's just that over there, for example, by Kayan, he was saying, and his implication was that he's not, and over here, Yesuf was saying in wonder, my father's still alive, wow, that's amazing. However, there are three difficulties with this explanation. Number one is Yaakov was only 130 years old at the time, which is a lot younger than his father and grandfather Yitzhak and Avram. And so what's the wonder that he's still alive? Number two, and more importantly, what does this have to do with what Yosef began saying, Ani Yosef? What's the connection between Ani Yosef and the end of what he said, and number three, why does he have to say to his brothers, and why right away? If he was really asking, like we thought originally, is he really still alive? Then it's important to ask it right away. He wants to know, is his father still alive? But since we're explaining that it means that he was expressing a wonder, my father is still alive, well, then why does he even have to say to his brothers? And why does he have to say to them right away? So the simple explanation of this is, and here's where we see that it comes out that it's five questions, because besides for our original two questions, that number one, Yosef knew that Yaakov was alive, and number two, he didn't even wait for them to answer, we see over here that there is another three questions, that if we're going to learn it, that he's saying it in a wonder, that it's something which he is wondering about and amazed by, then number one, what's so amazing if he was only 130 years old? Number two, why does he have to say it, and how is it connected to, to what he said Right before and Ani Yosef, why is he saying it right after Ani Yosef? How is it connected to that? And number three, why tell it to the brothers and why right away? So we're still going to accept that it's a wonder, and so now it ends up that it's five questions, but we're going to explain it a little differently. So the simple explanation of this is Rashi already explained earlier on the Pasuk of Vayimoyin Lisnachim that Yaakov was not consoled, he wasn't comforted. Rashi teaches us over there that a person never feels comfort 
from someone who is really alive, who they think has passed away. Because Hashem made a decree that somebody who passed away should be forgotten from a person. But not somebody who is still alive. And therefore, Yaakov mourned for his son Yosef for many, many years. And this is what Yosef was saying to his brothers. Ani Yosef. That's the beginning of his words. And therefore the wonder is, my father is still alive. I am Yosef and I'm alive. That means my father has never really become has never really been comforted or consoled. My father is still alive after all of that. Since I am Yosef, meaning Yosef is alive, that means that nonstop for twenty-two consecutive years, Yaakov mourned for him. In addition, he was mourning a son who he loved more than all his other sons, which is a terrible amount of pain, which is entirely unusual. So it's the greatest wonder how Yaakov endured such pain and such great pain for so many years and was still alive. So that's what Yosef was saying to his brothers. And over here we already began answering some of our questions. We understand why it's a wonder even though he was only 130 years old. And we also understand how it's connected to what he said at the beginning, Ani Yosef. We also understand that, that it wasn't a real question, is my father alive? It was a wonder. So it answers our first question. He knew that his father was alive, but he was saying it about it in a wonder. And we also understand why he didn't wait for an answer. What we don't yet understand, which we're going to get to, is the last question. Why say it to his brothers and why right away? So now we can understand why Yosef needed to share this with his brothers. This was an introduction to his then going on to emphasize the need to hurry and bring Yaakov to Mitzrayim. The need to hurry wasn't just Maru Alu al-Avi in order to inform him as quickly as possible of the good news that Yosef is still alive, so he no longer has to mourn for him. But also to tell him to come down quickly. Don't hold back. Don't hesitate. Don't wait. And you should quickly bring my father down here, since it's a matter of Sakonis Nefoshis. After such terrible pain, even the Vatechid Ruach Yaakov Avim, after hearing Eid Yosef Bnichai, even the comfort that he'll have after hearing that his father is still alive, is not enough. And so also the El Chaver Enu, that he has to go and see him, it also has to be done quickly. So that's why Yosef is saying it to his brothers and right away, that he's wondering his father still alive after so much terrible and horrible pain. This is all an introduction to what he says later to them, that they have to quickly make sure to go up and tell their father that he's still alive, so that he should no longer feel his pain, and also very quickly bring him down to meet Yosef. So now we answered all of our questions, and we're going to move on to answer a few other points. According to this, we could also understand the lengthiness in which Yosef spoke. Before telling the Shvatim, Maru va'alu alavi, before telling them to go up to his father and to bring Yaakov down to Mitzrayim, he repeated three times to them how Hashem sent them to Mitzrayim. He said, Why is he emphasizing so many times that Hashem sent them to Mitzrayim? Because since there's a danger of Sakonis Nefashis every moment, which Yaakov doesn't see and meet Yosef, as Yosef was telling them, this is, this is his explanation for why they need a rush. So if it's so important, so this brings up the question, how did Yosef suffice with telling the Shvatim that they should go to Eretz Yisrael and bring Yaakov to Mitzrayim? He should have himself immediately gone quickly to Eretz Yisrael to see Yaakov. Because in addition to it being Kibbut of Aim, and especially since the journey had to be done swiftly, and Yaakov was old and unable to travel quickly, this way would happen much sooner, because there's only a need for one way of the journey. Yosef would go up to Yaakov and they would meet. They don't have to also bring Yaakov down to Yosef. 
So that's why he was emphasizing that Hashem sent him. Yosef was addressing this by first saying, and many times, that his being in Mitzrayim was not by his choice, but by the shluchus of Hashem, and so he doesn't have permission to leave. And so all this is under the this whole point and this whole idea that Yosef is emphasizing to them the importance of doing it quickly. So now he needs to explain, so why doesn't he go up to his father? And the explanation is, because he's being sent by Hashem, he was sent by Hashem, and so therefore he doesn't have permission to leave. Another aspect and the necessity for Maru Va'alu Al-Avi, in addition to wanting to take away this terrible, shocking pain from Yaakov, another aspect to it is, Rashi explained earlier that Yaakov's mourning for his son Yosef was because of the 22 years in which Yaakov didn't fulfill Kibbut of Aim. And therefore, knowing that the 22 years of Yaakov's punishment ended, so Yosef told his brothers, Maru Va'alu Al-Avi, since the time of the punishment ended, there had to be like, and it shouldn't extend even for a moment longer. And according to this, we can understand why Yosef said, Maru Va'alu El-Avi, and he didn't say Avinu. Because in addition to the fact that his pain, that Yaakov's pain, was connected to Yosef, so he said, Avi, my father, because that's what the pain is connected to. In addition to that, it's connected to what we just said now, that why was Yaakov punished for these 22 years? Because he didn't fulfill Kibbut Ava'im. So he lost Yosef for 22 years. But in the process, this also caused that Yosef couldn't fulfill the mitzvah of Kibbut Ava'im. So right when he had the chance to do it, he's pointing this out by saying, Maru Va'alu El-Ovi, that he wants to fulfill this mitzvah of Kibbut Ava'im that now he's finally able to fulfill after 22 years. And it has to be done right away so that it doesn't extend even for a moment longer than what's needed. To conclude, from here we also have a raw in Avedas Hashem. There are times where we have to use the method and approach of Smoil Deicha, which is Gvura and Einish. However, we have to know that it requires being extra careful not to use this method more than necessary. Right when the moment which Gvura and Einish are no longer needed, right when that moment arrives, one has to, in a manner of Mihiris, go to the approach and method of Chesed and Kiruv, which is that of Yemin Mekarevis. Just like we see over here, that the moment the punishment ended, it had to be Maru Va'alu Al-Avi, that it shouldn't extend, the Gvura and Oynes shouldn't extend even for a moment longer.